services Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, June 26, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 51 through 62. The message is by Mother Nancy James. Our Gospel lesson today takes place after the Transfiguration after the disciples have seen Jesus in all his glory on Mount Tabor. Jesus has been teaching and leading the disciples through the countryside, healing and preaching and demonstrating the kingdom of God to all who will receive it. And now he sets his face to go to Jerusalem. Can you put yourself in Jesus' mindset? He has a task to do. He's been preparing the disciples to carry on after he's gone, and he feels the press of time. He knows the distance to travel and the time left before the Passover, and he knows all that has yet to happen. He has done what he feels is sufficient for the disciples to understand their mission and the kingdom of God, given that they have free will and have to struggle to the truth on their own. And now he must face the end. That is what Jerusalem is, the climax of his earthly journey. And he chooses to travel through Samaria. Now we know that the Jews and the Samaritans did not get along, that there's a long history of distrust and suspicion between these two peoples. Jesus chooses not the easy path, but the path that offers the most opportunity for our salvation. Jesus sends messengers, human representatives, not angels, into Samaria ahead of them to prepare for their arrival, but they are unwelcomed and returned. The gospel said this was because he set his face towards Jerusalem. In other words, the Samaritans thought that Jesus was not coming to them, but just passing through. When James and John heard the report of the unwelcome, they wanted to know if Jesus wanted them to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them. Remember, they had seen Jesus in all his glory, and they knew from the transfiguration that he was greater than Elijah. They also remembered the stories of Elijah, and the one, particularly the one of not once but twice when he called down fire to destroy 50 soldiers and their leader, who'd been sent by King Hezekiah to bring Elijah in. So these disciples did not emulate Jesus, who acted out of empathy and compassion for people, but instead chose to pass judgment on a people that they were used to seeing as inferior and assumed that it was okay to call for their destruction. They wanted to demonstrate their power, the power they had just seen. You've got to love these disciples, for they're missing the mark once again, as we often do. The assumptions of their hearts were incorrect. Oh, not me, you say? Really, not you? What about in rush hour when someone won't let you into a long line of cars? Or do you bless them or curse them? And I don't mean bless them as Southerners do. Bless your little heart. 
which is said with great sarcasm. What are your first thoughts? What are the assumptions about the other person that are in your heart? What does Jesus do? He turns and rebukes the disciples, not the Samaritans. Jesus does not join in their desire to abuse power and pass judgment. Instead, he leads them to another village. He demonstrates that their assumptions are not correct. While on the way now, we come to three separate but related short teachings of Jesus. The first is a man who says, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus hears the man and reads his heart and replies, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. This seems very cryptic, but you should remember that Jesus not only hears the words spoken by those who address him, but he reads their hearts. Perhaps he read this man's heart, that he was willing to follow Jesus on to earthly victory, as one would follow an army to claim part in the victory over an enemy, to share in their power over someone else. If that were the case, then Jesus' response makes sense. For he tells the man that there's no earthly home, not on land or in the air, for the Son of Man. He is telling the man that the assumption of his heart is not correct. Next, we have the short encounter of the man Jesus asked to follow me. And the man replied, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Here the commentaries get all wrapped up in if the guy's father is still alive or not. For if he is not dead, then the delay could be a long time, if not even years. Again, remember that Jesus not only hears the words spoken by the man, but he also reads what is written in his heart. The amount of time he is asking for a delay is not the issue. The issue is that while Jesus thought this man qualified as a disciple and invited him to follow me, the man thought his judgment was better than God's and decided on his own higher priority, honoring his father. He put his own values above those of the Son of God. Jesus points this out to him in his reply, let the dead bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. He is telling the man that he already knows the real truth, and that he should this should be his priority from now on. Go and share it. Spread the word. Have you ever done that? Have you put your own priorities first above God's? No, you say? Well, then I ask you, if God can forgive all sins, 